Hello, friends, and welcome back to another week in the Bible in a Year reading plan with Pastor Steve. It's so good to have you back with us today, or maybe you're just joining for the first time, and I want to say welcome to you. You are welcome here. Even though uh, you might not have started with us on day one, you are welcome to join us at any time in this reading plan, because any day that you are in God's Word is a good day, and we are all trying to build better habits, better holy habits of finding God in God's Word. So today, according to our Bible in the Year reading plan, you are to read Numbers 31 through 33. Actually, tomorrow we'll be wrapping up the book of Numbers. Uh, Today, you should also read Psalm 41 and Proverb 10. I will be reading from Numbers chapter 32 and a portion of chapter 33, but please be sure to read all the other parts as well. And if you are in need of the reading plan, you can visit the link in the show notes, click it, and you'll be able to find the PDF to print so that you can follow this plan. Uh, I like to take a Sharpie and X out each day as we complete it. And actually, we're almost done with the first printed page of this reading plan. So great work to everyone who has been part of this journey and also those who have determined to join the journey. We welcome you and thank you for being here. And we pray for you that uh, this would be a profitable experience that helps shape you. Friends, without further ado, let us jump right into God's word together. Numbers chapter 32. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of livestock. They saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead. Behold, the place was a place for livestock. Then the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spoke to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and to the princes of the congregation, saying, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elielah, Sebam, Nebo, and Beon, the land which Yahweh struck before the congregation of Israel, is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. They said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Don't bring us over the Jordan. Moses said to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? Why do you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which Yahweh has given them? Your fathers did so when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel, that they should not go into the land which Yahweh had given to them. Yahweh's anger burned in that day, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and upward shall see the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, because they have followed Yahweh completely. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he made them wander back and forth in the wilderness 40 years until all the generation who had done evil in Yahweh's sight was consumed. Behold, you have risen up in your father's place and increased the sinful men. Behold, you have risen up in your father's place and increase of sinful men to increase the fierce anger of Yahweh toward Israel. 
For if you turn away from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and you will destroy all these people. They came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our livestock and cities for our little ones, but we ourselves will be ready armed to go before the children of Israel until we have brought them into their place. Our little ones shall dwell in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our houses until the children of Israel have all received their inheritance, for we will not inherit them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance comes to us on this side of the Jordan eastward. Moses said to them, If you will do this thing, if you will arm yourselves to go before Yahweh to the war, and every one of you armed men will pass over to the Jordan before Yahweh until he has driven out his enemies before him, and the land is subdued before Yahweh, then, afterward, you shall return and be clear of obligation to Yahweh and to Israel. Then this land shall be your possession before Yahweh. But if you will not do so, behold, You have sinned against Yahweh, and be sure your sin will find you out. Build cities for your little ones, and folds for your sheep, and do that which has proceeded out of your mouth. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke to Moses, saying, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all our livestock shall be there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will pass over every man who is armed for war, before Yahweh to battle, as my Lord says. So Moses commanded concerning them to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers' households of the tribes of the children of Israel. Moses said to them, If the children of Gad and the children of Reuben will pass with you over the Jordan, every man who is armed to battle before Yahweh, and the land is subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession." But if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As Yahweh has said to your servants, so we will do. We will pass over armed before Yahweh into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. Moses gave to them, even to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land according to its cities and borders, even the cities of the surrounding land. The children of Gad built Dibon, Ataroth, Aroer, Atroth Shophan, Jazer, Jagbaha, Beth Nimrah, Beth Haran, fortified cities, and folds for sheep. The children of Reuben built Heshbon, Eliela, Kiriathim, Nebo, and Balmeon, their names being changed, and Sibma. They gave other names to the cities which they built. The children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead, took it, and dispossessed the Amorites who were therein. Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he lived therein. Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and took its villages and called them Habath Jair. Nobah went and took Kenath and its villages and called it Nobah, after his own name. And from Numbers chapter 33, verses 50 through 56.
Yahweh spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their stone idols, destroy all their molten images, and demolish all their high places. You shall take possession of the land and dwell therein, for I have given the land to you to possess it. You shall inherit the land by lot according to your families. To the larger groups you shall give a larger inheritance, and to the smaller you shall give a smaller inheritance. Wherever the lot falls to any man, that shall be his. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers. But if you do not drive out all of the inhabitants of the land before you, then those you let remain of them will be like pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land in which you dwell. It shall happen that as I thought to do to them, so I will do to you. Almighty God, it is a great day. Any day that we have breath in our lungs is a gift because tomorrow is never promised. So Lord, as we meet today, as we have heard your word, Lord, speak to us. Allow your Holy Spirit to open our hearts, our minds, and our souls so that we might receive your guiding truths and apply them to our lives so that we might glorify you and share the good news of you, our God, who sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die that we might live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, in Numbers chapter 31, which I hope you have read, we see that there is some recompense on the horizon here for the Midianites. And you should be reminded that in Numbers 25, that the Midianites were able to coax the children of Israel to sleep with the foreign people, the Midianite women, whom we've seen over and over again that God has said you should be marrying within your own um, and not taking wives from the outside. And uh, so they were convinced to do that. And actually, we learned that Balaam, remember the guy on the donkey, uh, who was actually speaking blessings for God, uh, he was actually the one who had a little bit of a slip up. And told the Israelites and tried to convince them that this was an okay thing to do. So, uh, well, we know that God is a God of his word, and he won't allow immorality and impurity and unholiness to dwell amongst him, um, that there's always accountability for sin. And so he deals with this sin and commands that all of the Midianites be taken care of, killed, and Balaam is listed as one of them. In Numbers chapter 32, we see Moses greeted by a similar situation that he had in the past. And this is the Reubenites and the Gadites coming up to him. They were, I guess, pretty prolific shepherders, shepherds, and people who raised livestock at the time. And they said, hey, this land on this side of the Jordan River looks pretty good for us to put out some roots to build some houses and cities and till the soil and just raise up great livestock. We don't need to go across the Jordan River into the promised land. Let's just stay here. And Moses, he sees this kind of festering amongst them. And even we see that Moses is calling them out for trying to discourage the other Israelites from going into the promised land again. 
Do you remember the episode where Moses was sending out spies into the land of the promised land so that they could see the great uh, land flowing with milk and honey that they would eventually inherit? And there were the bulk of the Israelites who said, you know what, we're not going to go in there. It's too scary. Those people are giants. They're well-fortified cities. There's no way we're going to win out. And what happened because of that? Well, God judged them because of their disobedience and their unfaithfulness. He said, well, guess what? Your generation won't go into the promised land. You're going to die here out in the wilderness and your children will cross over into that space. Well, here we're at the edge. We're right at the time when they're about to cross over into the promised land. So these children of those folks are now doing the same thing. And Moses gets a bit furious about it. Yet God's a good God and God made space for even this proposal to be accepted. And so what happens is they agree that as long as the Reubenites and the Gadites went with Israel to cross the Jordan and to do the the war piece of dispossessing the people from their land, then they would be allowed to go back and settle with their families on the other side of the Jordan River. So that's chapter 32 in a nutshell. But I really wanted to highlight Uh, in chapter 33, verses 50 through 56, because this is going to set the stage for what is to come. God told Moses to speak to the Israelites, to say to them, when you cross over the Jordan into the promised land, this is a land just for you, which means you need to utterly dispossess the people who are living there. You need to go ahead and destroy their idols, destroy their graven images, tear down their high places. These are the places that they developed almost like little temples to worship their gods. God said, you need to utterly destroy that stuff because in the promised land, you are to live as a different people with me as your God and not have all of these tempting things around you. Because if the nations are still there, you're going to want to marry their women and not your own women. You guys... And gals are just having a hard time staying faithful already. So you need to do what I tell you to do. Utterly dispossess them. And if you don't do that, they're going to be a thorn in your side. And I'm going to have to judge you alongside of them. Which means you will be destroyed. This sets the stage because in the book of Joshua, we're going to see the conquest happening. And it seems like a pretty good picture throughout the book of Joshua, but when you get to Judges, you see that the picture isn't quite as good. Over and over again, the people did not dispossess the Canaanites from their respective areas. And because of that, Israel fell into sin over and over again, and God had to raise up a judge to rescue them. The judges in that in this book, they're basically little saviors, not just the clerical judges doing the juridical things or the judicial things. God had to rescue them over and over again. And eventually there's a promise towards the end that comes into view, and that is that one day there's going to be a king that helps get Israel out of this cycle. It wasn't really the kings like King Saul and so forth, uh, but Jesus Christ would be the king of kings who would be able to free them from the cycle of sin, which who frees us from the bondage of sin and death. Of course, that is promised. Uh, the eternal kingdom is promised through David who comes after Saul. 
Uh, but we know that even those kings, they weren't perfect. Even David did some shady things. Saul and Solomon, they all did shady things, which led to the likes of the split of Israel into Israel and Judah and all of these things. So it wasn't a perfect situation. The only perfect king is Jesus who would come and be able to defeat the powers of sin and death for us and free us for the kingdom, the true promised land where we can dwell with God perfectly. So that's where we're headed, folks. I hope that you enjoyed this devotional, this podcast today. Uh, I hope that you would in consider inviting a friend to come join tomorrow. Share the link from your listening platform of choice. And hey, if you are enjoying it, consider hitting subscribe on your platform so that we can uh, easily deliver the content to you. You'll be reminded whenever there's a new episode that pops up, but also that helps us get recognized in the search results wherever people are searching for Bible reading plans. So if you'll do that, we'll be greatly appreciative. You can even write a review if you're so inclined. Uh, and I just look forward to being back with you again tomorrow as we wrap up the book of Numbers and start the next book, Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Pentateuch. That's the five first books of the Bible, also known as the Torah. So pretty soon you'll have completed the whole of the Torah. My friends, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, God bless.